0: Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. All right, how y'all doing? I'm sleepy, so just bear with me tonight. All right, so, I mean, most of y'all know who I am, um, but I'm just gonna kind of share a synopsis of my only dating relationship that I ever had, which was with Jonathan. Um, oh, well, thanks. Thanks. Y'all should just clap for everything I say. That'll just make this night so much more enjoyable. All right, never mind. It might not be <laughs> even annoying. All right, um so yeah, so I mean I I obviously liked people. I mean, as I was growing up, but um my mom was that strict person that was like, "You're not dating until you're 55," and she meant it. Um and so <laughs> and so I never really dated and I never really had the desire in high school. I was kind of like, "Uh, ah, it's not really my thing," but, you know, whatever. Um so I ended up um liking Jonathan and then that moved forward. We told each other we liked each other and all the cute little high schooly things. I guess I never had a high school relationship, so it kind of was like a high school intro, like, hey, I like you. I'm <laughs> like, I like you, too. So anyway, so I guess I got that experience. But anyway, um, so, yeah, we dated for a year and a half. We're engaged for a year and a half, and then we got married. Um, Yay. So, um, yeah, and let me just say, God worked on us a lot through our dating relationship. Um, So hopefully I'll be able to talk to you tonight about some of the things that we went through, hopefully give you some... <laughs> I don't want to say tools because I don't know if they're tools, but just some advice. Um, So yeah, y'all ready? And even if you're not like in a dating relationship, don't worry, I'm going to help y'all out. All right, so I'm going to talk about two types of people tonight. The first person who is wanting a relationship. I know that when you're in high school, you get all these butterflies and these feelings. How many of you were in 412 and heard about the butterfly message? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I know you get feelings. Obviously it's natural. It's a thing. Um, so who this is for the person who like is wanting a relationship, but like doesn't know how to pursue a relationship or is just kind of looking around, kind of like seeing where they're at, seeing who they even want to date, like the kind of person and all those sorts of things. And then the second type of person is the person who's already in a dating relationship. So yay. All right. So let's talk to the first person first. Um, And I'm going to share three key things with each of those people. So there we go. All right. So for type number one, the person who's wanting a relationship or in a season of wanting to date. Number one, it's important to realize that we need to be seeking God before seeking a relationship. And Let me stop right there. I'm not saying you can't see God and have a relationship at the same time. And I feel like sometimes church will make you feel that way, like, Oh, you can't have a relationship and seek God at the same time. That's not true. Um, Often whenever someone wants to be in a relationship or is seeking a relationship, they put all their attention in trying to find, like, the right person. Like, this is the one. Like, you know, that sort of thing. I'm looking for the right person for myself. Um, But I want to look at this scripture to show you what it should look like. In Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it says, yeah ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be open so looking at that scripture I might ask y'all to like interact with me because I'm a teacher it's just a thing um so who is it like who are you asking Jesus God right so it doesn't say seek it out yourself, right? It doesn't say go out, seek out your relationship, knock on that door, ask them out. No, it doesn't say that. It says it says, ask, seek, and knock. And that's a three-step process that involves looking to God through all three of those steps. Um, the door will be open to the one who knocks and the one who is constantly pursuing God. So whenever me and Jonathan like started dating, um, I had liked him for like a year. I think. Me and him get into it about who liked each other first, but anyway, that's not pertaining to this, Um, but whenever I started liking him, I really wasn't, like, seeking out a relationship because I was in college, and I had so much on my plate. I was taking, like, 21 hours of school, two jobs, like, it was a lot, and so I was just like, yeah, no time for a relationship. Like, I'm just pursuing God, doing me, like, you know how those girls say, like, I don't need a man, you know, I was that person, but all the while still liking Jonathan, but anyway, um, but I felt like I was searching for God in the midst of that place because I was going through so much. I had just lost, um, two important people in my life. I had lost my uncle and my aunt, and then obviously school by itself is just a huge burden, and I was just going through a lot. Um, so I was really just seeking after God, searching for him, and in the midst of that, God changed my heart to see Jonathan in a different way because we were friends forever, and so... I feel like whenever you are pursuing God, whenever you're asking and seeking and knocking on the door, pursuing God with all that you have, God's just going to lay someone on your heart or he's just going to bring someone, you know, how in those movies, like the girls are like walking down the hallway and there's this like big football dude who goes and runs into her, which never happens. And then she drops all her books and then this guy comes and picks them all up for her. And that's like her saving grace, you know? Do y'all not watch movies? That's what I thought movies were like. But anyway, um, so that's what I feel like God will do for us sometimes. Not exactly that. But he'll just put people in our path, and we'll be able to, like, see what God's doing throughout that, especially if we're seeking and pursuing him. So, again, it's not that you can't have a relationship. It's that in the midst of that, you're seeking God through that. All right. Number two. Sorry, I'm, like, talking fast. I need to breathe. Um, number two, observe other people's relationships. So when I was in college, I did this all the time. I people watch. I just sit on the bench and I just watch people and like what they did. And you'd see some really, really weird things at UL. Just weird, but it was pretty funny. And then you get to take pictures of it and then you show your friends and it's a topic. You know, you make friends that way. <laughs> he still does that. Um, how many of you do that? Do any of y'all do that? Well, I feel I wish more of y'all connected, but. Anyway, it's a biblical thing. So let me share with you. Jesus, people watched all the time. Let me give you an example. Mark 12, what did I just say? 14? No, that's wrong. Mark 12, 41 through 44. Oh, I was like, man, you know my message. Like, great. All right. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. So if one of your hobbies is people watching... You're like Jesus. I'm just saying. No, amen. Just start crying like tears. Um, sorry. Okay. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything all she had to live on. So let me just point out that Jesus didn't look at the physical appearance, he looked at their hearts, right? So whenever they were look like whenever everybody else was watching they're like, "Man, that person put in like $100,000 obviously not, but like $100,000." And then this little lady's like, "I got one coin for you." But in the long run, she actually gave everything that she had and that person just gave like a little piece of what they had. So the first thing we often see whenever we're looking for someone, a mate, I don't really know, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. I'll just say boyfriend, girlfriend. If you're looking for a boyfriend, if you're looking for a girlfriend, you often look at the physical appearance because it's the first thing you see. I mean, come on. You want someone pretty or handsome, right? You know what? You know? But anyway. All right. Y'all know. Y'all all understand. Um... I'm sorry. So that's why it's important to look deeper, to watch behaviors, to observe and see that person's personality and behavior towards other people. So many times people just jump into relationship because they're like, man, that person is hot. Like I want to be in a relationship with them. And they turn out to be like a really like total jerk or just someone that they don't get along with or don't have anything in common with. So it's very important to see what you want in another person. And you could see that by looking at other people around you, but also, like, observing relationships. So I know some of us might get upset, like, if our best friend has, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend, and you're like, man, they don't want to hang out with me anymore. But, like, go hang out with them. Like, see what their relationship is like. See what, like, the do's and don'ts are of a relationship. Because trust me, you'll be able to see it. Whenever they get in an argument, you'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in a relationship yet. It's great. But you could see things that aggravate you, like... um. I'm trying to think how I, anyway, I had a friend and, uh, I was observing their relationship and it was just funny to watch how, like, aggravated they would get with each other and I'm like, yeah, y'all probably, like, have some issues there that y'all need to, like, work out and then ended up not working out, which was good, but, um... Okay, side note, that was Jonathan and his last relationship, so I'm laughing about it. Um, They had some very key um, personality differences that just didn't work together. Um, So it's important to observe other people and see how they work. Can you quit laughing, sir? See? (laughs) You want to share with the group? (laughs) I <laughs> did I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Sorry. All right. Um. So when I was in college, my teacher had asked our whole class, she said, um, would you rather be single or would you rather be in a relationship? And so she asked all the people that were single and then she asked all the people that were in a relationship. And of course the people in a relationship were like, yeah, because you get to be with someone, you get to like love them and it's great and all these great things. And um everyone who was single was so mad about it. They were like, oh, there's, there's like nothing good about being single. Like I want to be in a relationship like right now. And I kind of like, I wasn't the person that like spoke up a lot in college, but I was like, no, like, I think it's a good thing to like be single because you can observe other people's relationships. And my professor was like, yeah, you're right. She's like, I wish I had observed a lot of things before I got married. And I was like, well, that's not what I wanted you to say, but it's, it's okay. I was like, y'all work it out. It's good. (laughs) But no, it's important before you get in a relationship to just observe the people around you and see what you want. And even, I know it's very cliche, but like making a list of what you want in like your future spouse is great. Like I ended up making a list and Jonathan checked everything off that list and so much more. So, okay. (laughs) Um, so anyway, number three, Learn how to openly communicate within the relationships you already have. So I'm mainly speaking about like when you have a like a quarrel with someone, like you're having a discussion, heated discussion. Um, in Ephesians 4:25 through 29, it says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let each. Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So it's important that you start doing this in your relationships that you already have. You don't need to wait till you are in a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend to like openly communicate with someone Um, so do that with the relationships that you have in this season. And so often as Christians, we think that we have to be these peacemakers and in the process, we don't tell people how we feel. We just blow it over and we say, Oh, it's going to be fine. Like I'm going to get over it. But in the long run, it not only hurts you, not only hurts you, but it also hurts the relationship that you're in because you're just bottling it up. So when you actually do get in a dating relationship, if you do this now, you'll have the practice whenever you actually get in a relationship. And you'll be able to know how to openly communicate your feelings when they've hurt you or frustrated you. Um, So, for example, me and my mom, I was like growing up, me and my mom struggled to like share things. We just get mad and like walk away and that would be it. And we wouldn't share how we felt. And so getting into relationship with Jonathan, he was very good about telling how he felt like in a healthy way. And so when I got into the relationship, I struggled like I couldn't tell him how I felt. So I would just get mad. I'd walk away. I would push him away. And so learn from me and don't do that. <laughs> um, because even now it's still a hindrance, you know, whenever we have an argument or whenever something comes up, because um, he's able to openly communicate. And it's, it's a struggle for me. And I'm sharing my heart here, guys. Um, So (laughs) just do your best. And I know it's hard for some people to open up, but do that in your relationships. Tell them how you feel. Like, if you're frustrated with someone, just tell them, like, hey, you really hurt me. You don't have to, like, bash them, like, you're a terrible person. But you can just go to them and be like, hey, I'm hurting. Like, can we talk about this? So, yes. All right. So those are the three steps that you should take when you are wanting to be in a relationship. Seek God before seeking a relationship observe other people's relationships and openly communicate in the relationships you already have. All right, now tie two people who are actually dating. Yay. All right, so number 1, it's important to pray with each other and seek God together. Um, so I'm praying that if you're already in a relationship, the person you're in a relationship with loves Jesus. Like I'm I'm hoping that's the the crowd here. You know, Um, so I'm kind of talking to that person. If your person doesn't serve Jesus, well, I'm sorry. Um, Get another person. No, (laughs) and serves God wholeheartedly. Um, So while Jonathan and I were dating, I can honestly say that I didn't pray for him as much as I wish I would have. Um, And I wish we'd have, like, read the Bible together more. We did it a few times, but, like, I wish that would have been a huge precedence in our dating relationship. Um, And whenever we did, I felt so close to him and I loved hearing his perspective on what the Bible said and the revelation that he would get. And we would be able to share together and share that experience together, you know. So it's important to have your own private relationship with God, of course, but it's also very important to pray like with your boyfriend and girlfriend and also for your boyfriend and girlfriend every day and to talk to each other about God and what he is doing in your lives. Ephesians 6, 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I know that seems super obvious. You're probably like, duh, like pray for them. Like, yeah. Um. But honestly, like think about the last time that you prayed for your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Like, when's the last time you've done that? And I I like I thought about this, like praying for Jonathan and I was convicted because I was like, well, I haven't done that in a while. So be practical about it. Make a list of what you want to pray for for that person. And even going back to like if you're not in a relationship yet, pray for things for your future spouse. Like you can do that. That's like a great thing to do is to pray for the future and what you have for the future. Um, so, yeah, make a list of what you want to pray for every day for your boyfriend and girlfriend, because prayer leads to miracles. There have been many times where I've had, like, a physical issue or, like, an emotional thing or just been, like, really, like, down in the dumps. I don't know if people even say that anymore. Um, And Jonathan had prayed for me, and I felt, like, a hundred times better. And even um, whenever I was at a really low spot and I just didn't want to pray, I didn't want to read my Bible, like, Jonathan pushed me to do that. So be that kind of person in your relationship where you push that other person to pray. You push that other person to like just go after God and reach new heights with God. Alright, number two. You are never too much of a Christian to be exempt from temptation. That was a huge um thing for me. So I was the girl who grew up in 412, hearing about the butterflies, hearing about like don't even go near a guy, like just just don't. Um, I had never kissed a guy, I never dated. I really, I know I'm going to sound super prideful, but, like, I had a heart of gold. Like, I was so pure. And I know you're probably looking at me like, okay, that's you're being very prideful. But like, seriously, I like, I had no issues with temptation like before. I mean, obviously I wasn't in a dating relationship, so I didn't have any issues. Um, so when I actually did get in a relationship, I was so blind and I thought of myself being so pure. I actually probably was prideful um, that it wouldn't be a hard thing. Yeah. Jonathan says, yeah, you're prideful. Um, I, he- I heard all the messages. I had a pure heart. I had a relationship with God. Like, this would be a piece of cake. I thought, like, all those messages, like, prepared me for what was here. I'm like, I got this. It's gonna be okay. Great. Not, I was so wrong. I've never been so wrong about anything in my entire life. Um, So the devil definitely deceived me into thinking I had it all together when I really didn't. Um, I wasn't prepared with the boundaries. You know how you hear that boundaries message, like, 50,000 times? I'm like, I know what my boundaries are, like, I just know, like, God knows, we got it. My husband, my future husband knows, like, we got it. Um, But I didn't even have the right mindset or, like, the right heart walking into it. Um, I know in church you hear all about boundaries, but they really are super important. Um, Get between you and God and ask what your boundaries should be. Don't just walk into the relationship and think, like, yeah, we got these boundaries, we're going to do it, it's fine. Um, And not only that, but like when you have a boundary, stick to it because you can say all day long, we are not going to kiss until we get married. I never said that, but you know, I'm just saying like you could say that all day long, but if you don't stick with it, like it's not going to work. You have to stick with it, even though it's hard. And I get it. I was in a relationship. I know the feelings that come with the relationship. I know that you just want to share like all of yourself. You want to be like emotionally, physically, spiritually. You want like to connect with that person. Um, In Matthew 26, 41, it says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And guys, I can't tell you enough. Like when you get in a relationship, don't walk into it blind because it is one of the hardest things that you'll have after. Ever have to go through. Um, And then in 1 Corinthians 6 18, it says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So it's not only important for you, but it's also important for the person that you're with to make purity a priority. Sorry. To make purity a priority. Think about how you want the best for that person. When you're in a relationship like You're either going to, like, break up with that person or you're going to marry them. Like, those are the two options. And so I hope you would want the best for that person if you're in that relationship. Because I don't know about you, but if I was in a relationship, the first thing I wouldn't think is, like, oh, I'm going to break up with this person. Like, that's my goal. Break up with them. No, your goal is, like, you want to marry them one day, right? Um, Or at least stay with them, you know, for a long time. Um, So you want the best for that person. So see it as I don't want to mess up with this person's purity and be a stumbling block for their walk with the Lord. Like you never want to be a stumbling block for the person that you're with. Um, And here's a scripture that you can pray over you and your person. Second Timothy 2.22. All right. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So that needs to be like our heart's cry whenever we're in a relationship. Like, God, I want to flee the evil desires of the youth. I don't know what that exactly means. I'm just going to say, like, flee evil desires because I don't feel like youth. That sounds, like, awful. I don't know if there's another translation. Flee the evil desires of youth. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe they are. I don't know. And then pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So as you and your person continue like in your relationship, let this be your desire to flee those evil desires and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace. Um, But you might be saying, hey, what if I already messed up? Well, that leads me to my next point. God's grace is new every day. The devil will do everything in his power to keep you stuck. And I learned this the very hard way. But God's grace is what will help you to change and keep that change. Um, uh, it says in the scripture, Hebrews 4:15 through 16. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Um, So let me just say, Jonathan and I definitely weren't perfect. And we made a lot of mistakes and fell into temptation quite a few times. Um, And we'd always feel so bad afterwards. We just have this huge amount of guilt over us. And it was just this feeling of like, we already messed up. So it almost felt like a waste to continue, like, being pure. It's like, man, I I, I messed up. Um, the devil will make you think that you won't be able to get out of the pit you are in, and he'll make you think that God wants nothing to do with you since you are in that pit. And that is absolutely 100% false. That is not true at all. God wants every part of you, no matter how many mistakes you made, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how many times you've messed up, his grace is there for you extended with open arms. And when you get that true experience of what grace is, that's where you get a heart change. Because nothing else, the 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 guilt, the shame, that's not what's going to make you change. That's going to make you stay where you're at. But whenever you actually experience His grace and see how much He loves you and cherishes you, no matter how many mistakes you've made, once you realize that and connect that, there's a real heart change. You want to change because. You're just so in awe of what God has done. Um, I remember me and Jonathan, and when I say messed up, like me and him waited till we're married you know, yeah. Um, I'm just saying like other things. So yeah. (laughs) Um, but I remember after we had messed up one day, I like, we were both just like crying and upset and just, you know, talking through it. And I remember just telling him, like, I don't feel like God loves me. Like, I feel like I've gone too far. we messed up too many times. Like, like I just keep messing up. I just keep making mistakes. And I remember him saying, like, Christ died for you, even though you consciously decide to sin. And I guess in my mind, I always thought, like, sin was whenever, like, you made a mistake, but, like, you didn't mean to. You know what I mean? But, like, whenever he said it like that, like, man, even if I consciously know, like, yeah, that's a sin, and I go over there and I I participate in that sin, like God still loves me even through that. Like he still died for me, even though I purposely saw that. I'm like, yeah, that's sin, but I'm going to go anyway. And then I go over there, I participated in it, and he still wants to forgive me. He still loves me, no matter that mistake that I made. And that's what's so powerful to me, because I never heard it like that before. Maybe you haven't either. So I just want to encourage you guys, God loves you. He accepts you. He's proud of you. And it's time to get out of that pit. And it's time to move forward with God. Don't stay in that shame and that guilt. Like, come out of that. And let him transform and heal you. All right, we can get some, I don't know if we have keys or any. I don't think we do. Yeah. Guitar? Or do you play keys? Nice. All right, y'all can stand with me. We can get those lights down. I'm going to just start talking in a accent. So, guys, I just, I love that song that we played earlier. There's no striving, just abiding in you. And how true that is in, like, all the relationships that we're in. Whether we're thinking about seeking a relationship or in that season of wanting to date, if we're already dating someone, no matter where we're at, that connects to each and every one of us, that there's no striving, there's just abiding in God. And I pray that that would be your prayer as you leave, that no matter the sins and the mistakes you've made in a relationship, no matter how far you've gone, no matter what you've done, that you need to know that you don't have to strive to seek God's love. You could just abide in him and just seek after him and just want him more than anything in the world. So can y'all close your eyes and just bow your heads as I pray over you? God, I just pray over both types of people here tonight, Lord God, whether they're wanting a relationship, seeking a relationship, or in one already. God, I just pray that you show them how much you love them how much you cherish them, how much you want all of them, Lord Jesus. God, I pray over the people who are wanting a relationship, Lord God. I pray that you help them to seek you first, to seek your face, to pursue you with all that they have. And Lord God, that you you will grant the desires of their heart, Lord Jesus. That you're going to go over and beyond expectations of what they want, Lord God. Of everything they observe, Lord God. Everything that they hope to have in a a future spouse, Lord God. That you're going to go over and beyond for every student in this place, Lord God. And that you're going to move mightily in their lives, Lord. And God, I just pray for the people who are already in a relationship, Lord God, I pray that you bless their relationships. I pray that you give them favor in their relationships, Lord God. And I pray that as temptation comes, Lord God, that they wouldn't be blind, that they wouldn't be deceived, Lord Jesus, but that you, that you are going to come in the midst of their relationship, that you are going to show up. Lord God, that we would all learn to seek you and seek you first, Lord God, above all else. And God, I pray for the the last group of people, whether it may have been a mess up in a relationship or just a mess up in general, if they're feeling guilty and shameful for what they've done, Lord God, I just pray for your healing hand to just rest over each and every person who may be feeling that way. And I just pray that you show them your supernatural love, your love that just covers every sin, we consciously make that decision to, me- to mess up, to go where we shouldn't, to do what we shouldn't, you still, you still love us, you still forgive us, God, and we thank you for being such a forgiving, loving, just overwhelmingly amazing God, God, you are so good, and I'm just so thankful for everything you've provided for me in my relationship that you went over and beyond for me and I know that you're going to do that for each person here tonight. God, I just pray that as we continue in relationships, as we walk out that door, Lord God, that we know that you are with us. That you are loving us even through our mess ups and that you are just the best relationship that we could have ever asked for, God. God, I pray that as we leave this place that you would protect us, you would cover us, that your hand would be over each and every student here. I pray that you just put something, one piece of the message, one thing that they got during worship, one, one little tiny message, would just stir in their hearts for the rest of this week, Lord God, and that they just continue to just dwell on that, just continue to seek you through that, Lord. God, I thank you and I praise you for all the amazing things I already know that you're going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Also, I wanted to share um, for any ladies who are 15 to 17, Miss um, Michelle Laverne is actually doing like a purity series, Lady in Waiting, um, which will be really great. I think she's gone through a lot. She has some great advice. And so, If any of you would like one of these, they're on the Tithe box in the back. And guys, I encourage you, like, reach out to other guys. Like, keep each other accountable. Just grow in relationships with other people, right? All right. We love you guys. We're praying that y'all be safe. And if y'all need prayer for anything, leaders will be up here. We love you guys. Have a great night. Bye. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.